Hello and welcome to FOF Gym Chat. We're Kinsey and Josh Presnell. Thanks so much for joining us today as we chat about and explore topics that are coming up in our gym fixed on fitness. The purpose of this podcast is to provide a simple and effective approach to health and fitness that helps you feel confident and equipped to live your best life. If you have any questions that you want us to tackle, please send us a DM on Instagram to at fitness. All right, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of FOF Gym Chat. I'm Kenzie. Hey guys, I'm Josh. And this week we're going to do a little bit of a follow-up episode to last week's episode. We talked about last week just fat loss, weight loss, coaches, really just navigating all of the noise that we see daily, really, I guess, on social media and online. Like, who do we listen to? What advice should I be listening to? Um, All of that. So I want to start by just saying thank you guys so much for your feedback. We got a lot of great feedback on that episode. So many of you guys shared it and just gave us your thoughts. So we really, really appreciate that. And as always, if there's an episode that we do that you guys really like, please share it with us and please share it on your social media pages. We really appreciate that. Or even just leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening to podcasts. It just helps to get this out to more people. Obviously, we don't do ads or anything like that. So your reviews and shares are really how we get this to more listeners. So this week, I think we're going to dive in a little bit more into not really specifics, but give a little bit more direction and principles that we tend to use when we sit down and work with somebody. And Josh is like way more prepared than I am today with a lot more notes. So I'm going to let him kind of jump in today. What? I have my specific notes, but you've got like two pages over here. So Uh, so I'm going to run off of some notes. And uh, yeah, like what Kinsey said is uh, I would like this to be more of overall principles and concepts that if you can apply what we're about to go over, you're going to get fat loss. You're going to gain muscle mass. You're going to change the way your body looks, and it won't just be a smaller version of yourself. So it's going to be some bigger principles and concepts that if they're applied, you're going to get results. Awesome. And um where do you want to start? Do you want to just start with like defining what we're looking for? Because I think that's really important in how you apply these principles and to what degree you really apply. Like if we're looking for, hey, I'm just trying to lose 20 pounds and I'm just getting started, or I've been at this for a long time and my goal now is more to, I want to see my abs. I think it's going to be all. Okay. I think it's going to apply to both. I think that if you've got 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds to lose, this is going to help you. I think that if you're on like, I have five more pounds to lose and I'm going to see a solid four pack to a six pack. You'll still be able to apply these principles, uh, but we may need to sit down and dial this in a lot closer if that's where we are. Where I would like to start is we've been doing this a really long time and within the many, many years that we've been coaching on food and nutrition, My advice has changed throughout the course of 16 years, and I've tried lots of different methods. And I think it should have changed. I mean, it would be pretty bad if we were, like, still gung-ho on day one. I mean, we've learned a lot. Yeah, I would agree. And uh, 
like Kenzie said, we've learned a lot. And the reason that we've learned a lot is we don't just look at what somebody else is doing and tell you to do that. We're actually practitioners. So I've never given advice to someone on food and nutrition that I haven't currently done myself. And I've made a lot of mistakes uh, when it came to food and nutrition. Uh, and I practiced some mistakes. I've learned from them. And that it kind of helped develop the coaching style that I have now and the advice and the principles that I'm going to kind of lay out for you guys here um, in the next few minutes. So what I would say when it comes to uh, food, diet, nutrition, I really don't care what word you put in that space. It's really important to turn it into a step-by-step process. And it's also really important to remember what step you're on. So when Kinsey was saying, who does this apply to? I don't know. It, it depends on what step you're on. If you're on step one, you need to stay on step one. If you've been applying these principles and you're on step five, well, then you're a little bit ahead of person on step one. If you're on step one, don't try to skip to step five yet. Stay on your step, create a process, and stay patient. Um, I would say one of the first things we have to do is prioritize. And we talked about that a lot last week. When we prioritize what's the most important, this is what's going to help you create your steps. And when you prioritize, you need to do the most important thing first. What can I do first that's going to give me the most impact, the biggest results, and then ask yourself the question, how do I make this step easy? And how can this become simple? So we got to prioritize what we need to accomplish first. And to know what we need to accomplish first, we need to know what we're actually consuming on a daily basis. So I don't track my food day in and day out. I actually don't like tracking food at all. I'll do it just enough to get an idea of where I'm at and then I'll run with it for for a few weeks and then I'll I'll get an idea of where I'm at and then I'll run with it again for a few weeks. I just don't personally do well with that. I know some do. I don't. But um, when it comes to tracking, track what you actually are eating. And the only reason we're going to track in the beginning is to actually see what it is we're doing and learn from it. We're not going to try to make tons of changes to it while we're tracking for the first time. Um, When we sit down with someone for one of the first times and we start talking about food and nutrition. We touched on this a little last week too. We always talk about calories and quality. And if you were going to put us on one team or the other, I lean way more toward uh, quality over the calories. And the reason being is I think quality matters more in the beginning. It helps us create great habits. Sometimes when we just start choosing better quality food, It helps take care of the calories automatically without having to think about how many calories am I eating or cutting. Um, I also like the idea of quality because it helps with overall health, digestion, and energy. And I think calories do matter. Uh, But it's also important to know that all calories are not created equal. If I eat the same amount of calories in a day from junk food, 
it's going to be much harder for me to stop eating that junk food throughout the day because they're so hyper palatable. Where if I shift my gear more toward high quality food, the chances of overeating is going to slim down drastically, which is going to affect your caloric intake, which is going to affect your weight gain. So uh, number one, I really like to think about the quality of food that we're eating. I like to put routine and structure to your day. So you have to like what you're eating, number one. And if we tend to have the same kind of routine throughout our day where we're waking up and we're going to the same job and we have the same gym time, the kids have the same schedule, it's a little easier to figure out a routine and put structure to your day, which we'll talk about in a little bit, which is going to help you prep your meals. Um, When you create your steps, I talked about this too, I want you to write this down, ask the question, like, what is the easiest thing to do? Or how can I make this easy? Or how can this step be made simple? Because the more simple we make something and the easier that step becomes, the more repeatable that step stays and the more uh, likelihood you are to continue to do that step day in and day out so we can eventually get off of that step and move to step two and three and four and five and six. So we want to improve our food choices. And we just talked about that. That's the quality of food. We want to start to remove as much processed food from our diet as possible. We want to eat more real food. And you hear that term a lot, like what is real food? Real food is food that could be used as an ingredient in a meal. I don't classify like uh, granola bars and things like that as real food. There's a lot of different foods that made that up. Um, We want to be eating foods that you would actually use as an ingredient uh, to make that even more simple. Lots of protein, lots of produce, nuts, seeds, fruits, vegetables, healthy starches, Um, whole foods. Okay. Uh, An example there would be uh, a bag of chips, which, which is like a potato, right? Potato chips or cutting up a potato and putting it in the air fryer and then eating an actual potato that you cooked. I would classify one as real whole food and I would classify one as processed hyper palatable foods. So we want to improve our food choices. Number one, we want to go for the highest quality of food that we can get. So uh, if we can go, not everything organic is always better, but whatever resources you have if we can start to lean toward more organic or healthier choices of meat grass-fed uh over you know regular beef um those are things to think about that's going to improve the quality of your food which is going to give you more vitamins minerals and nutrients which is going to help with your energy output throughout the day and i know a lot of uh people listening They end up having to eat out. Just know the more that you end up eating out in restaurants often, the less quality of food you're actually eating because they're using cheap fats. They're using uh, refined seed oils. They're putting sugar on top of things inside of sauces that you actually have no control over. So the more we can cook at the house or order 
uh, healthier meals, when we outsource our meals, the better off we're going to be. Do you have anything to add to that, the quality of our calories there? Um, not really. I mean, it's it seems a little overwhelming, I feel like, at first. Either way you look at it, whether you're in the calorie camp or the quality camp. I mean, tracking your food to a T and worrying a lot about calories is overwhelming. Being like psychotic about quality is also overwhelming. So I think we have to have a good middle ground and not get hung up. You know, a lot of times we'll get somebody that comes in with worrying about their ketchup or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, as is everything else dialed in, like are condiments the really the last thing that we're worrying about? So I think that when we look at quality, let's start just again, depending on where you're starting, if you've been in this a long time, like we have, you're probably a little bit more dialed in and worrying about things like dressings and condiments and stuff. But if you're just getting started and we're moving from eating out three or four nights a week to cooking at home uh, most nights a week, let's let's keep the big picture in mind, I think is, is a good step to take when it comes to quality. Yeah, I like that big picture. Uh, things you can do at the house to keep this simple is five ingredient meals. And we'll talk more about that in a little bit. But that gets you eating real whole food and it makes it super simple because you're not trying to cook out of complicated recipes. Another thing to think about is how and when you're actually eating. So it's really easy to mindlessly consume calories if your mind is preoccupied doing something else while you're eating. So in the beginning, or as time goes, uh, watch out for the mindless eating, like eating in front of a TV, uh, eating while you're scrolling through social media, uh, walking around busy, eating all the time. Sometimes it's really nice just to slow down for a few minutes, actually chew your food, know what you're eating, just be present in that moment and just eat your meal versus trying to eat your meal and do something else at the same time. Because a lot of times if you do that, your brain won't register that you're actually full and you'll want to go consume more calories even though you've already had plenty of nourishment. So be mindful on where and how you're eating. I want to throw in something there too. I would um, I would address to like habits when it comes to you just snack out of habit. I know that was something really, really hard for me to break, especially like as soon as the kids got home from school. It was like they got home from school, their lunches came out, we're cleaning everything up, they want a snack, now I want a snack. And usually those options were not like the healthiest. Like we were just kind of grabbing in the pantry and it just became you know, over the course of weeks, just what we did. And maybe none of us were even hungry. Uh, so I think you really have to look at when you're snacking, especially not so much meals, but when you find yourself snacking or feeling like you're hungry, make sure that you're just not doing that out of habit, like out of habit every night I go get, you know, dessert or something like that. So be mindful of that as well. I think when it comes to how you're eating and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So since Kenzie brought up the pantry. Uh, what you buy at the store is going to obviously set you up for success or not. So you want to rig your environment as much as possible to surround yourself with foods that actually take you in the direction that you want to go. So when she said, look at the big picture, uh, instead of worrying about a small bit of cream that you're putting in your coffee, like at the moment, that little bit of cream probably isn't what's holding you back. It's 
the goldfish and the chips and the crackers and the junk and the cereal and whatever we you've bought that's in the pantry that we classify as kid food that we're just mindlessly eating hundreds of calories of that we're not really even paying attention to. So that's a really good big picture to think about. Another thing to think about when it comes to uh, hunger signals is your hydration level. You want to make sure that you stay hydrated throughout the day. I don't think you have to just consume um, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of ounces throughout the day to be healthy and stay hydrated. Like the goal doesn't have to be crystal clear pee. Um, but you definitely want to stay hydrated throughout the day because a lot of times uh, you might just be thirsty and you're having a hard time distinguishing, am I thirsty or am I hungry? So if you're in a little bit of a caloric deficit because you're trying to change your body composition, uh, maybe start by drinking something first and making sure you're hydrated versus automatically running to something else to eat right away. So being hydrated throughout the day helps with that tremendously. Um, when I said we don't, I don't like tracking a whole lot. Uh, the one, one thing that I started tracking a while back and I'm, I don't want to use the term religious, but it would be, it would be protein. Um, I, I like to know how much protein I'm eating throughout the day. And once I started prioritizing protein, I let my other macronutrients just sort of fall into place. I think protein is the simplest and the easiest macronutrient to work off of. So that's where I'm going to start talking first. We did an episode on protein not too long ago, so you can go back and listen to that. We went into a lot of details on it. But uh, just a quick review on how we track protein. I like to think that you could eat uh, one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Now, depending on how much weight you have to lose, or if you're 20 or 30 pounds overweight, you may adjust that number to ideal body weight. And if you run those numbers and you think that that's too high for you to accomplish, then run it off of 0.8, okay? 0.8 of what you currently weigh or 0.8 of the weight that you're trying to get to. Once you get that number, the next question would be, how do you spread that out? throughout the day. So let's say I weigh 210 pounds. I need 200 gram, uh, 200 grams of protein throughout the day. I am not going to do that in just three meals for myself. I'm probably going to spread that out between four or five meals. And some of that I'm probably going to have to supplement with. And I don't think you have to supplement with protein. I would like to see Anyone that we work with get as much protein as possible from from real food, from whole food, and then supplement if necessary. Uh, but then you need to just look at how your day rolls out and how can you take that number and spread it between four or five different meals to make it actually doable. When we start talking about protein, I want you to start to think about sources of protein. This is where quality comes into play. Um, maybe we start choosing leaner cuts of meat. Maybe we start leaning toward the grass-fed uh, beef. Um, there's so many different cuts out there that, okay, here's an example. If I'm talking about protein, I'm just going to use myself as, 
as an example here, and I'll go over kind of what I eat throughout the day. But typically for breakfast, I do some burger patties, and it's about 13 ounces of meat. That meat could be beef, venison, um, bison, it can be chicken, it can be turkey. So let's say I'm going to do ground beef, and what the store had on sale was 80-20. I would rather have a leaner leaner ground beef than that, but I bought what was on sale. So if I chose to eat that 80-20 ground beef later on in the day, I'm going to change up some of my snacks to maybe like a leaner cut, which would be some chicken breast to kind of balance out the fat there. Maybe uh, one week if I'm eating ground chicken or ground turkey and it's super lean and I need to add more fat throughout my day, maybe my late afternoon snack becomes uh, three or four eggs versus that lean cut of chicken. But the meat you eat matters, right? So we want to choose the highest quality of meat that we can go after. You'll get more vitamins, minerals, nutrients. And again, there's that word energy. It's going to highly affect your energy output. Um, I think it's hard to overeat protein. I don't think you're really going to get in too much trouble by consuming a higher amount of protein is very satisfying. It'll help with your appetite control. And it just seems to me harder to overeat uh, a piece of chicken than it is to keep reaching into a bag of junk food. So protein is where I would like to start. If you look at your day and you find that you're not getting nearly enough protein in throughout the day, you cannot add it all at once or most likely you're going to experience some type of GI issues. So this is something that you want to start to slowly increase over the course of weeks, little bits at a time. If you get to a point and you're like, listen, I just, I can't eat like anymore. I'm done. Maybe we're at a point that if you're trying to put on some lean muscle and burn some fat, but you don't want to eat anymore, then now we can look at a good supplement uh, protein source there and maybe we start doing some protein shakes but the, the protein is going to help you with your muscle uh, synthesis like I said before your appetite control and it's definitely going to affect your energy output moving on from protein I would move to produce I would say if you want to keep things simple and easy and there were only two things you were going to eat it would be protein and produce. And if you did that, you would get all the results you ever wanted. <laughs> but we're going to add other things in our diet. So we're probably not just going to eat protein and produce. When we talk about produce, we're talking about fruits and vegetables. Ideally, we would like to try to add these to each of our meals or snacks. I don't really think it's that important whether I had a fruit or a vegetable. If you like fruit better than vegetables, well then eat some fruit with your meals. Okay, some examples of fruits Berries, bananas, oranges, apples, grapes. Uh, when you're in the store or if you're buying online, look look for what's on sale that week. All right, get for what's on sale. Add some fruit throughout the day. Um, people aren't getting fat because they're eating too much fruit. Okay, so what? Nothing. Okay, uh, or or veggies. Right, examples: uh, green beans, broccoli, Brussels collards, carrots. We want to be adding these uh, spinach as much as possible throughout the day. So we, we want the majority of our diet to be high quality protein, 
and produce. The next thing I would move to is quality starches. You don't need many, okay? This doesn't have to be fancy. When it comes to starches, this is probably what's going to affect your carbohydrate intake the most uh, beside the fruit that you're eating. So you're going to have to play around with whether you're, you do better on more of a, a lower carb, a moderate carb, a high carb, and you're not going to know that until you start trying different things. Maybe you've been pretty low carb for a decade and you try to bump it up a little bit. We go moderate carb. You may find you actually start getting better results. You start turning in better training sessions. You're able to repeat those sessions over and over again, which affects uh, your body composition. So you might do actually better with moderate carbs. But the only way to know that is to actually become a practitioner and not just read what somebody else is doing and go on that. You're, you're actually going to have to do this stuff and test it out yourself. But high quality starches, uh, I've got four. And I think if you go off of these four, there are more than this. But I like to keep it simple and easy. Sweet potatoes, um, white potatoes, or any other kind of potato like that, small potatoes, uh, gluten-free oatmeal, that's what we use to make our overnight oats, and white rice. I like white rice over brown rice. It's just easier for on my GI tract. I can uh, digest it better. And essentially, it's been stripped down of pretty much everything where it's just the carb itself. So uh, sweet potatoes, white potatoes, any kind of potatoes, gluten-free oatmeal, and rice. There's four options. Okay, We can find to rotate those four options in multiple different ways. The last uh, macronutrient that I would touch on is going to be fat. So we're looking at big picture here. Again, you're going to hear the word quality. When it comes to fat, the focus is the highest quality fat as possible. Um, you have to have fat in your diet. Okay. That's what your hormones, your body needs fat to help regulate its hormones amongst hundreds of other things. So the idea isn't, uh, low fat, no fat. We, we don't need to be scared of fat, but we also don't need, in my opinion, because I take a balanced approach to nutrition now, we don't need to be just over consuming massive amounts of fats and making fat bombs. Um, I've been down that road before. Uh, we've done keto. Uh, we've done primal. We've done paleo. Uh, we've done fill in the blank method and I've tried it all and it's led me back to this balanced approach. So where do we get our fats from? We get our fats from the uh, meat uh, poultry and fish that we eat, which is why we want these to be the highest quality that we can actually afford. We get our fats from things that we cook with, things like grass-fed butter and olive oil. We get them from produce, uh, avocados, what a great source of fat there. We get our fats from seeds, nuts, and nut butters. Uh, this one, be careful of, you know, Kinsey used the word condiments. I would, I would think of uh, when you use seeds, nuts, and then nut butters like peanut butter, almond butter, I would use these sparingly just like you would a salad dressing. Uh, you would be surprised at what an actual serving size is. It's not a full palm of cashews, right? That's probably five servings of, 
of fat there that we're eating. So we want our fat to come from the cleanest sources that we can get. And moving on from the macronutrients, I would say what I would recommend if I was sitting down with someone face to face is that if you actually want to get to where you're going, you are going to have to prep and you are going to have to plan what your week looks like. Now, that does not mean that you have to prep every single meal that you are going to eat for all seven days of the week, including your family's meals. But you do have to prep something in the beginning and you have to plan. Otherwise, you're setting yourself up for failure. So when I talk about prepping and planning, the easiest place to start would be think about what is one meal that you could prep on the weekend that you could eat every day of the week. Okay, so let's say that I have to go into the office every day, Monday through Friday, and they have a microwave and a fridge. What is something that I could cook on Saturday or Sunday that didn't take a lot of time that I could prepack in a carry, take it to work, and heat it up in a microwave and eat something healthy every day for lunch? That did not take a lot of time, effort, or planning to accomplish, but it will make a huge difference so you're not in the middle of the day uh, thinking about how hungry you are and you just go to the crappiest restaurant close by thinking you're ordering something good with some type of salad, and then when you actually look at the caloric intake on that, it's probably a 2,000 calorie salad because of all the crappy salad dressings that they use. So what is one meal that we can prep to make our life easy throughout the week? Uh, let's let's shoot to be able to cook at least one meal. Um, maybe we're at home in the mornings. If we're at home in the mornings, is that one meal that I could commit to cooking to each day of the week? Even if it's the same meal five days in a row. If I'm not going to cook it, maybe I can prep it. So Kinsey pretty much eats the same breakfast. The kids eat the same breakfast and I eat the same breakfast just about every day of the week. My breakfast is cooked. Their breakfast is prepped. And we'll talk about that. They do more of a shake option. I don't have that luxury. I have a microwave. So my stuff already has to be cooked and prepped and ready to go so I can throw it in a microwave. Uh, if I did have a chance to be at home, what is something that I could cook that didn't take very long, you know, like you know, three or four eggs with a couple pieces of fruit, boom, it's done. It probably took uh, six whole minutes to scramble the eggs and cut up a couple apples. I eat it, I carry on throughout my day. So you got to prep, you got to uh, plan. And then if you're having a tough time with that or if time is an issue, then what is one meal that we could outsource, right? Maybe we could outsource our dinner five to six days a week. Maybe your family doesn't want to eat what what you're going to outsource, but your family might not have the same goals that you have. You, If you outsource your meal and you could start them slower on meals that you cook at home, that makes life a lot easier. Or maybe you outsource what, what it is you take to lunch if you're at home every evening and you're able to cook for you and your family. And if that's the case, you start to cook things that take you the direction you want to go and they're either A, going to eat it, or B, they're not. And if they don't, they can start to cook their own food, right? So 
cook what it is is going to take you where you want to go. Um, I always hear uh, maybe excuses is too big of a word, but uh, lots of excuses on time, lots of excuses on on money. There is time throughout the day. The question is, how bad do you want what you say you want? How bad do you want what you say you want? If you want it bad enough, you will find the time. When it comes to money and finances and resource, what else are you wasting money on that you could stop wasting the money on the crap that doesn't matter and spend it on things that take you the direction that you want to go? I'm sure if we looked at our whole day and week and month and whatever subscriptions that we have all over the place, there are places that you could cut the crap and put it toward what you really want to accomplish and outsource some meals to to get this ball rolling. So what's going to get the needle moving the fastest? Look at where we can cut if we need to cut in order to do what it is we actually want to do. And then um, I would say from there, how long have we been going? You've been talking a long time, like 30 minutes. Ooh, okay, well, I, I did want to talk about uh, kind of what a day looked like for us. I think maybe I'm just going to do that. And I'm just going to make this a long podcast. Do you want to take over and go on your day real fast? Um, or do you want to just add to what I said and then maybe we go through our day another time? No, I, I think it's... I, um, the main question that we get a lot of times is, like, what does your day look like? How does it work? Um, and it has changed over the course of... I mean, it's it changes all the time. Right now... We are not cooking our meals. We are outsourcing our lunch and dinner. We are cooking a lot, and well, I'm cooking for the kids, well, and I'm cooking I'm breakfast. Sa- I'm, I'm, we're outsourcing our lunch and dinner Monday through Friday. Yep. To a, a company online that I know exactly what macros I'm getting. I know exactly what's in every meal. It's all healthy, no bad oils or anything like that. We are, like Josh said, cooking on the weekends, and uh, we do prep for the kids during the week. So. I don't like food prep. It it doesn't mean that I can't do it or I won't do it right now. Just we don't have a whole lot of time off. So I just didn't want to spend the little time that we have off with the kids on the weekend prepping meals, which is why we, we've begun, we've started ordering our meals again. But um, I'll go through, I guess, maybe a day for me. And I'm not going to list out everything that I ate. I'm actually probably going to pop this up on Instagram because I did. Somebody had asked me to kind of just keep a food diary for a day. And so I kept it yesterday with uh, photos actually of everything that I took. So at some point I'll, I'll get it up, uh, on my Instagram stories, but overall calorie wise, I'm typically around like 2,300. I like to get it a little bit higher if I can, but somewhere around 2,300, maybe 2,500 calories a day. And that is spread between, I kind of split my breakfast into a couple mini breakfasts because I work out early in the morning. So I'm trying to eat a little bit before I work out. Um, That is new for me. I actually hadn't, I have worked out fasted probably I don't know, for the last 10 years, I haven't eaten before I work out at the 5 a.m. class in a really long time. So I decided to add that just because I am getting a lot more movement in the day. So before I go to work out, I typically will have a cup of coffee with half a scoop of protein powder and half a banana. 
And that'll at least give me a little bit more energy, I've noticed, through my workouts. And then I'm not, like, ravenous when I get home. Uh, But when I get home, I will try to make some sort of protein shake. We use the Transparent Labs brand. Obviously, I'll throw some collagen and creatine in there. I'll eat the other half of the banana. And then if I have time before we leave, which has been a stretch lately, I'll go ahead and have some overnight oats with blueberries. If I don't have time, that'll be, like, breakfast part number two and a half when I get to the gym at 8, 8.15 or so. So don't get a ton of real food for me going on in the breakfast area. It's a lot of my supplementation comes in the morning just because I am very pressed for time in the morning. So I do try to at least get some fruit in there along with the oats or the protein shake. Going into lunch, we eat uh, the uh, meals that we order most of the time for lunch So that is typically somewhere around 40 grams of protein, 450 calories or so, a little bit lower in fat, and like 40 or so carbs. So I eat that. Usually I will have had a snack before I do that as well. And then I'll go with yesterday I forgot my snack, which is typically Greek yogurt and some nuts and fruit, but I forgot that in the fridge. So I had some unsweetened dried pineapple and like some mini beef jerkies that I got at Target and that's all I had. It's in our like our gym snack stash. So um, from there, I ate my yogurt in the afternoon for a snack along with just a couple little mandarin oranges. Dinner would be a, I ate a chicken burrito bowl from MegaFit. I added some guacamole and cherry tomatoes to that. And then I typically have a square dark chocolate every night before I go to bed. So how that lined up yesterday for me, I was about 2,400 calories. I actually had a lot of protein yesterday. I don't know, maybe it was the, um, the beef jerky. I don't know. I like crushed the protein. I had 198 grams. I typically try to stay a little bit closer to like 150, 175. My fat, I was about 65 grams. And then um, carb wise, I was just shy of 250. So pretty balanced as far as mine. If you look at the breakdown, I'm trying to find it. I took a screenshot of it because I knew I was going to talk about it on here. Um, my breakdown came to 33% of my macronutrients were protein, 28 were fat, and 39 were carbs. So super balanced there. I wouldn't say I'm high carb, low carb, high fat, low fat, anything like that. Just really working to prioritize protein and making sure that I'm getting enough fuel throughout the day. And I think this is uh, actually, I'm going off on a whole tangent here for a second. Sorry. Um But I I want to talk about something that was really hard for me for a long time and I think a lot of people struggle with, and that is just this constant like deficit mindset. And I may just do a whole nother podcast on this, but you know, a lot of us are trying to eat and perform and live and focus and do all of these things on 1200 calories a day. And that is that is a major deficit. Like I don't know how we're we're performing, but we we get in this deficit because we think we're going to lose weight. And we talked about this a lot last week. But if that's where you find yourself, I would challenge you to spend some time really trying to see, you know, can we get those calories up a little bit? Because at some point, the results that you're getting off 1,200 calories are going to stop. And then your next choice is to go into a bigger deficit. So now you're 1,100 and then you're 1,000 and then you're 900. Well, like there's a ceiling there. Like we can't keep going lower and lower and lower. So, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, you're like 2,500 calories a day. They're like, oh my God, like that's so many. And 
really that's what my body has to have in order to be fueled properly. So we have to be thinking about when we're planning and preparing our meals and when we're looking at our macronutrients and and the food that we're buying at the grocery store, we have to be thinking about this as fuel, not as how little can I eat so I can lose weight. Like we, the number one driver of like longevity and lifespan is muscle, like muscle on your frame and, you know, low, low body fat. So we have to be eating in a way, not just to make us skinny, but to fuel and support our bodies to be strong and live long, healthy lives. So this deficit mindset, I would just really challenge you to look at that and address it if that's where you find yourself. And if you need help, obviously, just all the principles that Josh laid out are are so, so simple. It's just uh, the fact that they're simple doesn't mean that they're easy. I get that. Obviously, pizza is, is always looking better than, you know, a salad or a yeah, chicken breast. Make, and, it, make your pizza. But yeah, there's so many things you can do. Like homemade pizza is on our, on our list for this weekend. So it does just take some time and planning and tracking for a little while just to see where you are. I think some people might be surprised. I, I think a lot of people have no idea really where they even kind of are. So that's what a day looks like for me. We do prep, like Josh said, we our kids, and I'm telling you, their like, spouse is going to love them because they are like leftover champions. I think, you know, when Josh and I got married, I was like, I hate leftovers. I'm not eating leftovers. And now that's literally all that I eat. But um you know, they we cook for them a big batch meal, and they typically will eat that Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Sometimes we'll cook like this week. They're having the some turkey meatballs with rice and broccoli with like a honey sriracha sauce. They have that prepped for three meals each, and then on Sunday I had. I threw a bunch of chicken breast in the crock pot with uh, taco seasoning and salsa and things. So they have taco bowls with some rice that I have made too. Just things I can easily throw together for their other meals. And we were able to snack on that on Sunday and throughout the week if we get hungry. So we try to make one specific meal and then one other kind of protein at least that we can throw together with anything that can be a snack for us or an extra meal for them. Uh, And then our breakfast, the kids, they have a shake every morning, just like I have a shake. Theirs is a little fancier than mine. I do throw spinach and uh, some peanut butter and they're on their creatine now. So they get their creatine in their shake and a frozen banana, but they, they literally eat that breakfast Monday through Friday, probably 52 weeks a year unless we're off or something. And then, you know, Saturdays we'll cook and Sundays we'll cook a little bit different. So that's what it looks like for me. Um, is that where you were wanting me to go with that? Yeah, I think it's good. You talk about what yours looks like? or Sure. We're just going to let this keep running. Uh, okay, mine is a little different. I don't have it tracked to go off of, so I'm just going to pull off of memory real quick. Every weekend... I am going to, at one point or the other, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, I'm going to prep uh, my five breakfasts that I'll have inside the gym, which is going to be two six-and-a-half-ounce burger patties made of any meat that I can find, so close to 13 ounces of meat combined with a sweet potato. I'm going to eat that after I coach the 5 a.m. class. Um, then later on, after I get done coaching the, oh no, I do have some collagen in my coffee and I also started doing like a half of scoop of protein in my coffee. So before I even get to the gym, I've probably already had close to 
30 grams of protein just drinking my coffee before I actually start running the 5 a.m. Then I'll do the 13 ounces of meat with the sweet potato. Then after I get done coaching the 7 a.m. class, I'll have a serving of the overnight oats that Kinsey has made. And then after I finish the 8.15 class, I'll go into my workout, which will start at about 9.45 or 10 o'clock because Kinsey runs at 9.30. I'm going to have a pre-workout supplement, and then I'm also going to combine that with a banana. I think I've eaten a banana prior to every workout I've done for about three years. So, so far, I've done all that before I've put in one workout. Uh, I'll do my workout. I'll test what we're going to do the following six weeks. As soon as I'm done with that, I'm going to have a protein shake with a scoop of creatine in it. Uh, then I'll stretch. We'll clean up. We'll come home. I'm going to do the same meal that Kinsey ate, um, but that's going to be my first lunch. She can go with a smaller snack after that. I'm going to make a second lunch before I go back up to the gym. So if my cuts of meat were a little fattier in the morning, my second lunch is going to have a leaner cut to it. It's uh, would be like some chicken breast with potatoes or chicken breast with some broccoli. Um, I'll put some fruit or a vegetable with that. It won't be a, a massive meal, but it would qualify as a meal for most people. If my cuts of meat were leaner in the morning, Uh, yesterday for my second lunch, I had three eggs with a chicken and apple sausage and a piece of fruit. So there's my second lunch. I'll go to the gym and I'll get there at three and I won't get back home until about 730 at night. I'll do another meal that we have already bought, which has the same macros that Kenji just laid out. We're eating the same thing there. And then after that, I'm probably going to do one more smaller snack, uh, probably some type of yogurt with some overnight oats again. And I will almost always go get a couple squares of dark chocolate with with a bean drink. So that's what a day looks like for me. Yeah. It's not fancy, but I like the foods that I eat. And I don't eat food that doesn't taste good. Like I'm actually a really big foodie when we go out to restaurants. Anytime somebody goes out of town, the first thing I ask is, where did you eat? What did you eat? What did it taste? Like I love food. I actually love cooking food. Um, I'm actually really good at cooking really tasty food, but I don't need to do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, What I need to do is have food that's already prepped that tastes really good, that keeps things simple, that I like what I eat, that gets me looking the way that I want to look and has me performing the way I want to perform and gives me energy throughout the week. I'll typically use the weekends to uh, play around with some different meals that we're going to cook, whether it's a fancy meal or a different meal or things like that. Yeah. Um, So thank you all for hanging with us. That was really, really long. So... I, I was not anticipating that to go that long. So I hope that that was helpful. If you wanted, maybe, I know a lot of people were looking for, um, forward to some specifics. Hopefully that was specific enough. And I, I just hate to give 
too strict of guidelines because everybody is so different. The foods that you like are different. Your schedule is different. Your lifestyle is different. Your goals are different. So this really has to be an individualized thing. This is not a one-size-fits-all approach, uh, and and it shouldn't be. So you have to use yourself as the experiment. You have to figure out what is working for you, and you have to give it time. So you need to Really, once you start kind of dialing in and putting some of these principles into practice, don't judge it after a week. You have to give yourself a couple of weeks. You have to uh, be in tune with your body, your sleep, your energy, your performance, uh, your clothes, how they fit, you know, not just the scale. I talked about that a lot last week. And then, you know, after you give yourself a couple of weeks, if it's not going in the direction that you want to go, then we have to change something. And it's not always, like I said, eat less. Like that's not always the goal. And that, you know, obviously we we really want our body and we talk to people about this all the time. We want our body used to running on the max amount of calories possible. Because once we can get our body used to running on more calories, we have a lot more wiggle room. And the problem that we see people run into a lot of times, and now I'm going on another tangent, sorry is that like they'll eat 1,200 calories Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday, they're like, oh my God, I can't do this. I want to eat everything in sight. So Saturday, they eat 3,500 calories. And then Sunday, they're like, screw it. I already messed up Saturday. I'm just going to do it again. They eat another, you know, 3,000 calories. Now, like... Our body's like, what in the world are we doing? You starved me all week. Now you're giving me too much. I'm going to hold on to the too much. And then, you know, we go back in this cycle over and over. So we we have to find a way that we are able to be consistent and that we're not, you know, running off the rails on the weekend. So again, I hope this was helpful. If you guys have questions or specific questions that you want answered, please let me, let me know. You can shoot us a message on Instagram. You can talk us at talk to us at the gym. You can shoot me an email, whatever you want to do, and we'll make sure to talk about it. But we're here to help you guys however we can. And with that, I think we sign off. Y'all have a good day. Bye.